0: What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of The Budget Track Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. Social X is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about Social X, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from The Budget Track podcast. Now, onto the show. Today, we are interviewing Elliot Drake. He is a founder of Land Clients, a partner at Connected, partner at Mission to Market, and today he's here to deliver a ton of value. Elliot, what's up, man?
1: Hey, Brady. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure.
0: Absolutely, man. So, I gave a very brief intro into who you are, but give us a more in-depth perspective. Who is Elliot Drake?
1: So just a little rundown of like who I am. I'm, I'm a 20-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, I was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, and, you know, kind of like my mission for starting businesses and running them is I believe that it's a way to make a massive impact in the world, um, add a lot of value, and, and help a lot of people. And so that's kind of what my days and, you know, what consumes me on a daily basis is you know, building businesses and, you know, trying to make a difference in the world that's bigger than myself. And I find a lot of passion in that, you know, I'm, I'm really heavily involved with, you know, God is a big part of my life, my family, you know, and then my businesses. And, you know, I grew up just kind of give you a rundown of, you know, how I got started. I started in digital marketing while I was in high school four years ago and it, I led into digital marketing and kind of like the laptop type lifestyle Uh, Because I came from a a difficult upbringing childhood upbringing from you know, like my mom was an alcoholic My dad uh, was a drug addict and you know I lived with my grandparents and so that just that just caused a lot of just interesting environments for whenever I was younger Uh, And I hit a point where I was just like, you know I was in high school and I was like, I know I could do more and I didn't want to work in traditional nine-to-five I'd never worked a traditional nine-to-five. I've always just like flipped things and sold things because I just always have understood the fact of time is the most valuable asset you have. You can always make more money, but you can never give back more time. Uh, and I wanted the freedom to basically escape a situation that I was in and be able to build something that uh, was great. And so that's why I went straight into my computer, and I wanted to learn how to make money online. And, you know, I found out about social media marketing, you know, helping business owners get more clients, and in return, they pay me. And so I started doing that while I was in high school, and it was going really, really well. Uh, but at a young age, like not having actual business experience and not knowing a lot of the different things that are important, I, I would learn how to do the service and handle clients, but there was just things I just knew you don't know what you don't know. Uh, and kind of the struggle that I was in is I could not get past like a 3k per month mark whenever I was first starting out running it by myself. And you know around that time where I was thinking about that, my dad, actually committed suicide, like right in front of my grandparents house, uh, where I was living. And it was just it was a huge eye opener for me. And I just realized at that point in time that I am 100% responsible for everything that happens in my life and nothing's going to be handed to me. So if I want to live up to my true potential, if I want to achieve the dreams um, of financial freedom and you know, be able to build really cool stuff. I had to make it happen on my own and I realized I needed a mentor. Like biggest piece of advice I would ever give somebody is to find somebody who's already done it and have them teach you how to do it. And so what happened was, you know, I had the business and I realized like I just, I, where do I go from here? You know, I couldn't pray like get past that barrier. And so then I reached out, so like leveraging connections, I met someone who was already connected with uh, a guy named Dennis Yu that works at Blitz Metrics. he's the CEO of the company, and their mission is to empower and build up young adults and turn them into entrepreneurs, really amazing mission. Uh, and it's a digital marketing agency that works with clients like the Golden State Warriors, Actually Furniture, Tuft & Needle, really big brands, and I said, hey, I want to work for you for free. Um, you know, this is my situation. You know, my dad just passed away. I want to, you know, be able to travel and, you know, told him my dreams and goals for building, you know, my own marketing agency. And I just realized I was like, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I want your help. You know? Um, And so long story short, he's, he sent me 130 hours uh, of his own training material. And he's just like, study this. And if you pass and like, if you pass and I'll hire you, And then fly you out to Arizona and you can live with me. So long story short is I literally went deep into all this information. Like didn't even focus on school that last uh, part of the year and just went into that material and then passed and found that I really had a knack for marketing and, and this business and I fell in love with it. They hired me. I moved out to Arizona and then just worked my way up with the company. I was lucky to live with Dennis in, in Arizona and he, we traveled all around the world. He threw me on stages, right? You know, I, one of the biggest things that was funny because I had stage fright at first and we went to a conference and I was just doing the laptop. Like clicking the sides, never told me I was gonna to have to talk in front of all these people. And he's like, Yeah, Elliot, why don't you come up and share your story? And I'm like, like deer in the headlights, you know, and go up there and share my story in front of everybody and obviously like yeah, I messed up, but then you know, he kept doing it. And so then eventually I was, you know, traveling with him and both of us got to speak and teach a lot of people and that put me in communities of I was able to build my network in an amazing way because we like masterminds that individuals would pay like like 20 to like 10 to $20,000 to be in, I was there for free and also like teaching, uh, you know, Facebook ads and, and how to succeed online uh, with advertising. So I just got surrounded by such amazing uh, people and an environment and mentors. Uh, and I worked for that company for uh, about a year, a little over a year. And then I left uh, and then started a company called house of influence, which was my marketing agency and was able to scale that to that six figure mark, within three months because I was able to just duplicate the, you know, the SOPs, standard operating procedures and the whole process that was, I learned and was able to be in and and immersed in at that company. And then we were really successful. And then I was, you know, the agency kept growing house of influence. We got our team was about eight people at the time. And then I was getting hit up 24 seven by people saying, Hey, how do you do what you do? I want to learn. And so I did the traditional. I was like, yeah, like I'll do some consulting thing. Um, you know, and I was then exchanging my time for money by getting on one on one calls. Like we're on a call right now where I would just walk them through the process and help them start a marketing agency. But then I just hit a point in a row where I'm just like, you know, going back to the same thing I've always told myself is my time is the most valuable asset that I have. And so, how can I automate this, but also serve and impact these people at a higher level than what I could have just doing one on one coaching calls throughout the week? And so, I was like, I need to program. And so then that's when LayingClients.com was born. Uh, And so I literally just isolated myself. You know, we had systems on the agency to where I could be away for a month and you know, money still run. Um, And I just went to an Airbnb and I, and I built the first version of laying clients uh, and then opened it up to a test group. And we've had 26, six figure students so far go through it. So students that went from zero to making a six figure income from going through the program. And through that is where I really found like, you know, I have a passion for marketing and, you know, I love it, but like, I felt like a, like an overwhelming sensation of, you know, purpose and meaning and fulfillment uh, from educating and helping people, you know, impact their finances because yes, money isn't everything, but whenever you can impact an individual's finances that allow them to, you know, provide for their family and allows them you know, to live in a, you know, a better lifestyle that improves their confidence and all that stuff. I I just saw like an amazing impact that I felt I was making in the world. And so we doubled down in on that. And, you know, time goes by with the agency. And then I met some amazing partners and all of us ran our own agencies. And we said, Hey, why don't we combine our agencies together? Because like a lot of agencies, if, if those that are listening aren't familiar, it's like, it's very rare for an agency to do everything like a lot of services it's normally like a very niche you pick like one offer to like a specific cluster of people that you're able to serve at a really really high level well all of us did that in our respective niches and so we were able to combine our agencies and be able to you know serve a wider group of people and also you know be able to build and do other things right so we we combined our companies and that became you know mission to market and still run that to this day And then this will lead into like how our software connected came into about like we have eight full-time guys that all they do for the digital marketing agency is outreach. And we they all they do every single day is this outreach. And the number one platform where we closed most of our business was LinkedIn. And then the other stuff, obviously referrals and everything like cold calls. We found that wasn't very efficient, but LinkedIn was a gold mine that was completely underutilized. And so they were using LinkedIn and they were like manually, connecting with individuals that would want need, like, you know, business owners that would need our services and, you know, following up. And then I looked at, we all looked at it. We're like, you know, like I calculated, I seriously, like we calculated how much time every day all eight individuals spent collectively on doing things that don't actually move the needle in the business. Right. Like when you like connecting with people on LinkedIn and then like fielding these leads and then like following up, that's very inefficient. That's not what moves the needle. What moves the needle is only having conversations with people who are interested, getting on the phone, and then closing them and putting them into our overall sales process. And so that's when we built our software tool that automates the connection with your ideal prospects and manages all of the follow-ups until they respond. And it completely transformed our business. And you know, the, our our tool allows people to do things that not you could. It's almost impossible without spending. All your whole all of your time on outreach you know and it's very very efficient so anyways it transformed our business we never built it to go to market we wanted just to keep it as an internal thing and then the results we got from it were outstanding and so some of our already existing marketing clients were like said hey here will you test this out and see how it does for you and so i'll just give you one example uh, which is one that really was like holy cow. This is a proof of concept. We need to go all in on LinkedIn and this tool uh was Andy Mork So he runs a video marketing company video production for like b2b So if a company needs some amazing cinematic videos and things for their company, he gets brought in and hired um, And it's kind of high ticket and then he used it He used connected our tool for about little over two months and then sent us a video testimonial and a message saying holy cow like within this time frame, I've closed $60,000 in business and like hardly had to do any time and outreach. All I did was go to the leads that were in already, you know, inside of my LinkedIn respond to them, set the meeting and then was able to like close the deal. And so we were like, you know, let's take this thing to market. Um, and that's what we've been doing. So that's been our main focus because it's an affordable lead gen source on LinkedIn. That's very underutilized and gets people a massive result.
0: Awesome, man. That's a, uh... That was really in depth, which is good because it kind of gives my listeners a perspective of who you are and what you do on a daily basis. And you're 20 years old and you've done a lot, you know, in your 20 years here on earth. But your story is really empowering. And it just goes to show, you know, Budget Trick is all about basically how struggles and failures can teach you way more than success can. I mean, yeah, success is great and success empowers you to move forward and gives you that momentum. But when you see someone else struggling, and failing at something that you want to be successful at, it kind of resonates with you and gives you gives you a different type of momentum. So I mean, basically, just like even with your personal life, I mean, the struggles and the, that you had with that are crazy. But to see how you've used those struggles to get where you are today is amazing. And yeah. how people can use that to their advantage.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, I'm a a big believer in someone who I watch a lot and actually became a client at Blitz. This is an interesting story, but like Ed Milet um, is one of the people I listen to all the time. Uh, Also, one thing is I, I only have a select amount of people that I try to consume and listen to because you can't listen to too many people, but like I'm a big believer in life happens for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. And so the events that happen in your life, it's all about perspective of, you know, are you either going to, you know, I could easily just the way I grew up in the circumstances, you know, felt sorry for myself and played the victim card and allow that to hold me back from achieving what my true potential was and, you know, going out. But instead, you know, I, my, my objective and I remind myself of this every single day is like, how can I leverage this to make an impact in the world? you know, and you know, the reason why like on stage, this is actually a funny story is like we spoke in Singapore and I was telling my story and, you know, I'll tell about how, you know, my father like hung himself. Right. And I, that's like, some people will be like, Holy cow. Like, why would you like go out and say that? And so like in Singapore, when I said that in front of that audience and their culture, it's not very, that's not traditional. You should have seen all their faces. But the reason I share that is for one, it's because, Hope maybe even someone listening to this podcast will understand like maybe they're going through something similar than I went through to realize that like you can do anything you really put your mind to regardless of those and you have to look at what happens here in your life and use that as fire to go and achieve and do great things Um, you know because one of my main missions is like it does not matter where you come from it only matters where you're going and so I just want to make an impact in the world and like have people realize that they really can do anything they put their mind to. Um, regardless of the circumstances or things that's happened in your life. That's
0: awesome, man. And it's a good segue to my uh, my first question. And, you know, me and Elliot, we don't know each other. We never met, but we're connected through Social X. And we got connected to do this podcast together. And we were talking before we started recording. And I was going to give, you know, a story of what this podcast is about. But, Elliot's story pretty much embodies what we're about. I mean, like I said before, we're all about resonating with the struggles and failures and don't play the victim, you know? I mean, this podcast is centered on personal finance and personal finance. Everybody has struggles with it, regardless of whatever situation you're in. But when you start to play the card that the world is working against you regarding your personal finances, I mean, you're going to fail day after day but that's with anything and it resonates with anybody. So like I said, his story embodies what budget Trek is about. And I want to dive into this because, you know, we see this massive level of success that you have. You've created all these businesses that have done very well, but we all know that you don't begin this journey with success. Right? So starting businesses is not easy. I mean, the money's not guaranteed. It's a lot harder to get where you want to be. So, since this podcast is centered around personal finance, I'm really curious because you said you worked for free. So in the midst of all this, getting to where you are today, how did the management of your own personal finances play a role in that?
1: Yeah. And also like I never ended up working for free. I just offered. I was willing to work for free because okay. I've because I valued like knowledge and information and realizing that you have to be willing to like, like Gary V says, is like eat dirt, you know. Mm-hmm. until you get to a point, like I didn't really start seeing the fruits of all the work that I put in until I left working for that company. I didn't, I didn't get paid a lot there, you know? Um, but then everything all clicked all at once. Once, you know, clients started coming through and, you know, the business started growing. Um, it's just a compounding effect that happens. Like the, like the book that you, whenever you're just starting out, you just want to start a business and you, f- you pick up that first business book it's hard to fathom that that book is what compounded to that check that you got for $10,000 two and a half years later, right? It's easy to get caught up in the midst because things move so fast. And honestly, it's kind of crazy to like, really think about like how I went from, you know, living in my grandparents' attic, you know, dad had just committed suicide, you know, like weird family situation to then, you know, being where I'm at you know now and i have a long way a long 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 way to go i'm nowhere close to scratching the surface i'm only 20 years old you know in personal finances like i'll share a little story about this is like when i first started making money like i started spending it a lot right i started spending it for the first like two or three months like i was just spending it um because i wasn't as responsible because like when you're not used to it naturally like this is why people stay broke is because whenever they raise their money, they automatically raise their expenses. And so I had a big uh, wake up call with that and then had got a mentor on finance and then completely restructured set a budget and then really started to understand the factors of like running a business is harder than like working like a corporate nine to five job where you get $200,000 salary. Like you go to work, you go home, it's done, right? A business is nonstop 24 seven. And like as an, as like like the leader, you are responsible. The people that work for you're responsible for feeding, like there's so much more responsibility. So like, you know, that's where, that's where a big growth mindset came. Is like, I was spending this money, but I wasn't understanding the fact that a business, like the money that goes into a business is not your money. Like you have to eat shit. Like you have to build the capital of the business. Like it's a living thing in an organism and there's no way you can grow and scale unless you feed it. So whenever you think of your business as like, Oh, that's my money that's a selfish way of thinking. It's going to hinder you for the long-term growth. So I like, had a big wake-up call for that and then you know, lowered all my expenses and just started investing back into my business and, and it completely changed everything for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge thing, man, because like you said, when people start to increase their income, inevitably they start to increase their lifestyle. And right. I interviewed Travis Chappell, And his main two things that he lives by is continuously increasing your income, but still living like you're broke. I love that. He told a story about how Grant Cardone, when he was first starting to get big, he said, I had a million dollars in the bank, but you couldn't tell that by the type of car I drove because that didn't matter. Yep. What you have materialistically has no effect unless it's affecting your personal brand, which that's different. But if you're just buying things to just to buy them, just to have them. So I think that's a huge takeaway because, I mean, you're 20 and you're already realizing that, but there's several people out there who are 40 and are still figuring that out.
1: Right. And I think also one thing that comes to it is like, if you're running a business, like I teach all my students, like inside of my program, like I have a full section on like creating a four purpose business, you know, like, like everything we do, like we have a bigger mission. And that's the most important thing is because, like before you start, it's easy to say, because like before I started making, I wanted to make money, right? Like, you know, I had a purpose and meaning, but then once you start making money, it's like, that doesn't motivate you as much anymore. Don't get me wrong. It can motivate you in some scenarios, but like it's the the mission and the people and the impact that you're making that you get your fulfillment to where like when you wake up in the morning and you have to go to a a 5am meeting and you have back-to-back calls and you hadn't slept all day, like that gives you that to get up every day and push towards that end goal. Right. So I just encourage everybody to like, if you're going down a business, like why, like, if you want to start a business, why do you want to start it? What is the actual value and purpose for that business besides the money? Because like, honestly, like money, the amount of money you make is in direct proportion to how much value you bring to the marketplace and bring to other people. Exactly. Um, You know? So, so I think that's a really big thing to focus on.
0: I think a huge thing too is when you are doing something you're passionate about, and you have a clear why, I mean, that's going to yield income regardless. So yeah, I agree. It's important to find things that are important to you and a priority to you. And it's the change you want to make in the world. And it's crazy because I have this huge vision for budget trek. I mean, yeah, it's a podcast now, but I envision it transforming into this huge personal finance platform and affecting millions of lives. I mean, yeah, that's down the road, but Charles Clark, he coined a phrase saying that you have to chase after the vision that no one else sees because we it. are all capable of doing something no one's seen before. Yeah. And just, you hear that and it fires you up, man. I mean, cause you're like, he's right, but everybody yeah. limits themselves. And a lot of this comes down to mindset as well. I mean, yeah. if you have a shitty mindset going into any situation to your job, uh, starting a business, anything, I mean, the money's probably not going to be there. Let's be yeah. honest, you know,
1: so yeah, mindset is huge. Like, absolutely. It's, it's, it's honestly the most important thing, you know, like I teach that first because like the way you think is going to manifest itself into reality. Like, you know, Brady, like you, you have this vision for this podcast and you truly, cause we've had conversations off camera. You truly believe that you're going to impact, you know, millions of lives and you're going to do it. And the fact that you believe it means that it's going to happen as long as you don't stop until it does. Exactly. People need to be focusing on mental health and, you know, confidence and believing in themselves because if you don't believe in yourself and the idea and the thing you want to do, it's not going to happen. It just won't. And, you know, more importantly, like if you don't believe in yourself, there's no way anybody else ever will. Like how do you build talent around yourself in an organization? You know, how do you do all these things, you know, you need people and you need talent. You can't just do everything by yourself because the end goal of obviously of a business is to build a business that's, you know, you can walk away from, you don't want to become a slave to the business. You want to work to it. And so that means that you have to be able to attract and, and keep and compensate world-class talent to have a world-class type of company and provide world-class value. And so that comes from having confidence as the leader of this thing and then allowing other people to buy into the bigger mission. Of what it is that you're trying to do. Exactly.
0: And I don't know how familiar you are with Charlie Rocket. So his story has been blowing up on social media lately. It was some millionaire that managed a hip hop artist. He had a brain tumor. Now he's a Nike athlete. I mean, I know that jumped around a lot, but he has a notebook that he titles Quantum Possibilities. Yep. And he writes down his biggest dreams. And he always lives in the future. And what he says is, My dreams have already happened. Time just hasn't caught up yet.
1: So, I love that. I, yeah, that's that's something that I got from him as well. I love that. It's love huge it.
0: because it's your mindset, it's your confidence. And when you're confident in your dreams and your goals, I mean, it's you against the world. And when yeah. you're confident, the world doesn't stand a chance. So yeah. it, it's just crazy to think about what you're capable of, but I could talk about that for hours. So we're going to shift gears here just for a second. So this podcast is about personal finance. We've talked about that. But more importantly, it's about financial freedom and financial success. This might be kind of contradictory to what my podcast is about because my podcast started as my wife and I's journey towards our own version of financial freedom. We're $50,000 in debt, completely transparent about that, working multiple jobs, doing everything we can. And that's just how this podcast got started. It was founded on that journey. But I believe that you never really reach your own version of financial freedom or financial success. I know financial freedom is having enough passive income to cover all of your expenses. So basically you don't have to be somewhere to make the money you need to live. I understand that, but I believe everybody has a different level of income they want. I don't believe you ever reach those because I think they go hand in hand with your goals. And as human beings, we always want more and more and more. So what does financial freedom and financial success mean to you? And how do you predict those goals changing over time?
1: I just think financial freedom is just freedom. Like having financial freedom allows you to live life on your own terms. It's money is just a tool to do amazing things. Like I want to build financial freedom for my family to where, you know, my kids can do the things that they want to do. We can take those trips. I, I don't have to worry, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, more money kind of does bring more problems a little bit, but also it brings the freedom and just the ability to make more impact in the world. You know, like the more money that I make, the more money I can give back to my church, the more money, you know, I can invest in different projects that, you know, bring water to countries that in areas that have, you know, bad water systems and, and, you know, and and like diseases and all that stuff. So I just look at money and financial freedom as a way for me to bring more value uh, to the world and make a bigger impact because, Like my, like, I don't like, it's, what do I want to be known for? I want to be known for a person that helped millions of people and is somebody that, you know, spent his whole life as more of a servant mentality. And so money is just another tool for me to be able to do that. And a tool for me to be able to take care of my family, you know, and for me to not have to worry because, you know, I've seen it so many times of, you know, how money can, can cripple families. It can, you know, it can do so much bad. Like, but you also see the families that don't have much, but they're super grateful and they're loving, you know? So, so I just think that it's just a way to make a bigger impact in the world. And it's just a tool to, you know, live a freedom, like a a free life and be able to, you know, do what you want. And yeah, that's kind of my answer for that. I
0: love that. And I interviewed an individual a few weeks ago and he believes that financial freedom is actually one step of the three-step wealth process. He believes financial freedom, time freedom, and location freedom are when you have the ultimate freedom. Because when you're free from all those obligations, then, I mean, you're free, man. (laughs) You can do whatever you want, whatever you want, and you don't have to worry about anything. But exactly. again, I also believe that when you have that financial freedom and time freedom and location freedom, it's a privilege and you should still use it to pursue your passions and use it to... Because like, I mean, I'm a Christian too. I believe that God has a very specific path for everybody and everybody has a different difference they're supposed to make in this world. It's up to you to find it though. And I believe when you have these freedoms, you should be using them for the glorification of God's kingdom, not for your own glorification.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. That's why I say like a servant mentality because at the end of the day, like as a Christian, like, you know, none of those things matters. The main thing that matters is is God and, and his will for your life. And, you know, like the ultimate thing is like, It's like bring people closer to God. So I want to be a light and an example for that, you know, by making a lot of impact, you know, and helping people. And at the end of the day, like just shedding the example and allowing people to see the footsteps that I've gone through and be able to know that they could do it themselves. It's kind of, you know, what I try to do.
0: For sure, man. That's awesome. And your story, I mean, we're going to start wrapping up, but your story is very empowering. And anybody who's listening to this, I mean, you cannot live by the victim mindset. Elliot had a pretty terrible family life growing up and look what he's molded that into with his success with his businesses. I mean, it just goes to show that your mindset does despite the fact that you're going through whatever you're going through is going to be huge and you've got to utilize that to your advantage. But Elliot, we're going to start wrapping up and always like to end the episodes with a piece of advice. So budget Trek is founded on my own personal finance journey and I have a lot of listeners out there who are wanting to begin their own personal finance journey. It's just where to start. So what would be your one piece of advice for those out there who are going to start their journey today?
1: I mean, there's different ways because not everyone, not everyone wants to start a business and not everybody's cut out for it. it doesn't, you know, just because you run a business doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. Like, you know, personal finance and, and that next step is more so of just like, you know, what can you do to add more value? You know, that's why I'm going to say this one thing is like, I, like some people need to go to college and, you know, I agree with it in some facets. Um, But one thing that I despise and I'm very highly against and, you know, land clients, like we want to help reform the education system because we can empower other people and and change their lives that way. But like, one thing I don't agree with is like how the education system grooms people and teaches them to just go to college, figure out what they want, to get a degree so they can get a good job. Because just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're going to get a, a great job. It's just all about what value to bring to that company. They don't hire you just because, oh, you have this piece of paper. Maybe they do at the start, but if you don't go in there and perform, and you know, first recession, something hits, or making cuts, you're out the door if you're not directly adding uh, more value than they're paying you at a company. So the piece of advice that I would have is to look at the skill sets and things you already have. And then start studying different industries. We call them niches and land clients. Like find a niche that, which is a cluster like people a cluster of people that share similar attributes and and people that share like kind of the same pain problem, right? So uh, like for instance, our digital marketing agency, right? Like we help business owners that normally like they, traditionally they rely on referrals and things and, and they can't seem to grow and they don't understand how to reach more people and bring them in. We offer a solution to bring them more clients that makes them more money than they're paying us in return. They pay us. Right? So try to figure out and do research on what niche and what ways we can pr- provide more value to the marketplace for a specific person because it's going to be much easier to find those different points whenever you study one niche. So if you want to study, oh, let's look at what they're doing in real estate right now. Where's, where's a big problem here and where are they trying to go and how can I learn? Cause you can, we live in such an interesting age, dude, like I'm 20 years old, been able to do this because information is so accessible now. Like you can literally go and learn and do anything that you really want, um, which is incredible. So figure out where those different offers you can to help solve that problem. And then start asking those people about it and then start selling it and see how it goes. And then I'm going to wrap up with this. And this is one, I was blessed because, you know, my father, uh, before he got, you know, into drugs and stuff and, you know, drug addiction is a mass, it's a disease, you know, and it's sad. Um, you know, but he was very successful in the body shop industry, you know, by 21, he was, you know, on quote unquote, you know, worth a million dollars from the different assets and, and things he's built, but then it all came crumbling down with the drug addiction. And so, he luckily enough in that time frame was able to build a relationship with someone called Greg Allen. He's been one of my mentors since I was a little kid. And he's always told me that even to this day, like, you know, I'm doing well now, way better before, but he always says this every time I go over there, he, he's a commercial real estate investor and very, very, very successful. As I go over there, he has, he has a garage, which is like kind of his office right on Geist Reservoir. And we're going there, we're talking, and he always does the same thing. And he'll go over to uh, he'll go over to the wall, and he has a ladder, like an actual ladder. He'll take the ladder and set it in the middle of the floor, and he'll say, "Ellie, do you know why people aren't successful in life, or you know whatever thing they're trying to do? So in this case, finances, is because there's two reasons. So people, the one person will look at the top of the ladder and realize how far it is to reach, and then." don't believe in themselves, going back to mindset uh, and then never try to go up that ladder and reach the top. Or you have the individual who looks at the top and is like a little overconfident, doesn't understand the compound effect, which the compound effect is small, seeming like making small, seemingly insignificant choices every day that are going to compound into life you want to live. So what you do today is going to reflect what happens a year from now, whether it's good or whether it's bad. They'll look at the top and try to jump all the way to the top of the ladder, fall down, and then quit. Part of success in life, whether it's in business or your finances or, you know, having better, you know, relationships with your friends, your family, or God is, you know, it's about taking one step of the ladder at a time, you know, like focus on the goal, you know where it's at, but what are those what are the different steps of the ladder that you need to take one at a time and focus on going up that chain of the ladder one step at a time and let those small steps compound until you get to the top, right? Like they always say your first million is the hardest to make. Why is that? It's because the compound effect. The more money you have, do this. So if I have $10 million and it's sitting in my savings account in Chase, which, you know, earn like 1%, think about how much money that 10 million earns at 1% versus $10,000 in a year's time, right? That right. is the idea of a compound effect. That's why I warm Buffett and you can think of it financially like that of growing your money and then letting it work for you in compound as well as the decisions you make to get to where you want to be.
0: That's huge. And I know this as a fact, you know, basically with this podcast, with anything I've done in life is small victories, equal huge results. And it's just taking it day by day because like you said, when you start looking 10 years out in advance, I mean, yeah, you need to have big goals. I think that's huge. You need to have big goals, big dreams, but it can get overwhelming and it can prevent you from starting in the first place. So just like you said, get a small victory every single day, seemingly insignificant activities, but they yield huge results. And I think that is a very empowering aspect to finish this episode with Elliot, thanks for your time, man. This has been very insightful and we wish you all the best. Where can the listeners find you on social media?
1: Instagram, probably the best place to find me. It's just Elliot Drake, E-L-L-I-O-T-D-R-K-E, Drake like the rapper, underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is probably the best place if you want to find like more. I have a YouTube channel, which I teach like business advice and how to start a marketing agency. Um, I think it's honestly one of the best businesses that you can start because it's immediate flow, not a lot of money up front and you offer a lot of value. Plus it teaches you how to market a business, which what does all businesses need? They need more customers. So it teach you a skill and an asset that's super valuable in the marketplace, um, you know, so that's where you can find me.
0: Sweet. Elliot, thanks for your time again, man.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.